Broadcasting in the evening on WCPT 20 Chicago's Progressive Talk. And in the afternoons on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. It is the Matt McNeil Show for your Leap Day Thursday, 952-946-6205. Dr. Joe Eastman is our COVID modeling expert. He's been kind enough to join us on the air for over, well over three years at this point to talk about COVID, other diseases. He's kind enough to take some time today with some new news on COVID and long COVID as well as measles and talk with us. He's worked for NASA, the LRTE. He's Who, who is the group you're working with right now, Dr. Joe? The World Health Network, WHN. W, the WHN. Who's uh, that's uh, that's uh, you need to be following. There's there are good organizations out there. Is still putting out a lot of good information, and if you're and also I should mention Dr. Joe's newsletter. He's putting out a lot of good information too. That you know you're just not going to hear because you know apparently you know mass disease outbreaks are still not that are, are not popular anymore. Who knew? Uh, hey, Dr. Joe, how are we today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing okay. You're up in the Northland, in the very Northland part of the state of Minnesota up there. And uh, you had open water not that long ago? It it was darn close. It just didn't quite stick around long enough. And then we hit, it dropped like 30 degrees in two hours the other day. And we, we got down to two degrees and she froze back up, but All right. it's gone again now. Well, I got, I got, I got news for you. Take a look at the weather forecast in the next five days. I think you're gonna be fine. You get, get the boat, get the outboard motor ready to go. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we're going to, we're going to approach measles first. Uh, there, we have had measles occasionally flare up. I remember there was a, a bad outbreak out in California and Disneyland when some idiot with with a kid with measles who was one of these anti-vaxxers specifically took their kid to Disneyland and you know and and ended up getting a whole bunch of people sick. Currently in Florida, there's an outbreak that's going on out there. Their Surgeon General of the state of Florida is not helping because he's basically said, "I'm not going to require people to get measles vaccinations, and I'm going to leave it up to parents whether or not to send sick kids to school or not." And funny story, they're actually having a pretty severe measles outbreak there. You've actually been doing some of your modeling with the measles down in Florida, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the model I have can a- handle about any pathogen you can throw at it. So I I saw that going on, and I thought, maybe I'll give this a crack. And um, it's doing a pretty good job so far. <laughs> and uh, if, if Dr. whatever his name, Wapadalo or whatever continues on the course they're on uh it could get pretty serious and bleed into other states uh across the states right currently right now there's 35 or 15 different uh states that have have measles cases going on including minnesota not illinois but uh minnesota has has had some just recently too the okay, just and for the layman here how is is measles more contagious than covid uh, are they the same what, what what's the status with measles specifically yeah it, one of the ways that we we measure it is a called a reproduction number this this uh this number this coefficient and uh measles is considered to have a value around 18 um or more it depends on which study you read but um, that's right in line where what COVID is right now. COVID used to be much, much smaller, um, around a, a two. And since it's uh, evolved over the, the last four years, it's it's up to around 18 to 20. So it, it is just as contagious, um, and it, it could be even more contagious. So it's, it's kind of a gray area. 
Well, it depends and, all you make. and one could make an argument. There is no. Is there anything such such thing as an asymmetric um, version of measles? I mean, it's measles are just measles, right? I well, you know, as I <laughs> I was surprised. I read up on this some more, and the asymptomatic rate for measles turns out to be between five and ten percent. Uh, currently, COVID for for us is somewhere between fifty and sixty percent is is kind of what the number we're going by now. So, um, yeah, they have asymptomatic cases. So these people, you know, there is a difference. You can't spread measles. You're not contagious until you start until the you know the pox start to, uh, appearing. You know the little red spots, and that's about ten ten days or. So, and then it takes you like twelve days to recover from the darn thing. So, it's a it's a long haul for for the kiddos, especially, and uh, one out of five of them could end up with severe uh, pneumonia and uh, encephalitis and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's a very serious thing going on right now. Well, and I was looking at your model, and you sent me a, a, a gif of it, and one of the things that just scares me about looking at this model is where you're seeing the flare-ups, it's spring break season. Uh, my kids are coming home from college uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's spring. People are going to be going to Florida. The places that seem to be really having outbreaks are the Orlando area, the, the beach area of the east, the beach area of the west. It doesn't seem like this. I mean, you talked about the potential of this spreading nationwide. Obviously, if a bunch of people go down to, to Florida and get measles, this could end up being a major outbreak nationwide. Oh, good grief. I didn't even think of that. Thank you. Well, that's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lord. Help us. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, the, the, the youngsters, you know, in like under 30, uh, they they got a much better chance of not catching it because their vaccines have not waned. I, what alarmed me was I just saw a recent study and, and, um, between, and this is a wide range. It depends on how you measure it again. Um, between 33 and 75% of people, um, especially the older people don't have any, any, uh, anti antigens for uh, measles left in their, their system. So um, as you get older, uh, you might maybe you have a few in there, but your immune system's getting depleted, and it's hard for it to catch up with anything and and retrain the the uh, B cells to uh, fight the darn measles. So uh, yeah, this could potentially be a pretty serious problem, especially for the old people and then the the kids under six. You know, they're they're at grave risk. So. Uh, we got to keep our eye on this, and uh, we don't need people like the Surgeon General in Florida spouting the, the, what he does. You know, he did the same thing with COVID, and look how well that turned out for him. Yeah, so, well, Florida <laughs> was one of the hardest-hit places in the world. The, the, yeah. you know, with measles, it, it's interesting because it seems like when I was a kid, at least you didn't hear about it. And I don't know if there was just not good reporting. It could have been happening. We could have had occasional measles outbreaks. But it just seems like this is one of those modern things where – that that there's someone came up one of these anti-vaxxers came up with a stupid idea that oh we were so much healthier back when the average person died at 45 
uh, when we all got measles on a regular basis and had natural immunity versus now with everyone getting vaccinated and living to 75, 80 years old. It was so much better back then. And they don't even hear the logic, the flaws in their own logic problem. They just they just want to believe it. Is it something where measles outbreaks have always consistently happened or are they becoming more and more common again with the anti-vaxxer movement? Oh, it's yeah, it's really becoming common. I, I was just looking at England, and uh, just since January 22nd, they have 568 new cases of measles. In, in Ireland, they actually had their first case uh, just the other day. So if there's one case, and like I say, it takes 10 days before you're contagious, um, and you know you have it, uh, all of a sudden, you're you're looking at uh, the possibility that this thing is probably already spread in Ireland, even. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, if you, especially if you look at the uh, areas around Pakistan and uh, Azerbaijan and and that whole area, the number of cases there is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you're talking like fifteen thousand in Kazakhstan, I think it was last I looked, and it's like. Wow, what do these people do? They don't vaccinate their kids, obviously. Uh, and uh, well, it's it it's got, it has that potential, and and then you combine it with what the uh, the COVID's doing to our immune system, and and uh, we're introducing we're opening up the door to a lot of other pathogens that give us some kind of disease. Dang fever outbreaks are starting to pop up now. Uh, it's yeah. pretty incredible what's going on. It is. It's just remarkable that as a country, I mean, we are the bellwether. Have been we have been the bellwether of success when it comes to vaccinations. Here, we have done such a good job. But with success comes the ability to be stupid and and <clears throat> ignorant and and you know and and it just, it's it's amazing how many stupid people are out there, you know, causing more and more problems here. Something that we talked about and I've talked about with COVID over and over again. When COVID came through, it just it was selfishness that was trying to look wrap itself in legitimacy, and it just when, when the people that were against vaccines and masking and stuff. The reality is, is we you and I have been talking for years about we don't know where this is going to go. We don't know what the long term effects are. Yesterday, the New York Times put out a study: long COVID may lead to measurably cogn- measurable cognitive decline, especially in the ability to remember, reason, and plan says a new study, cognitive testing of nearly 113,000 people in England found that those with persistent post-COVID symptoms scored the equivalent of a six IQ point lower than people who had never been infected with the coronavirus, according to the study in the New England Journal of Medicine. People who had been infected and no longer had symptoms also scored slightly lower than people who have never been infected. So basically, if you've never been infected, you're generally going to be six IQ points smarter than people who have uh, been infected uh, with the longer terms or the persistent post-COVID symptoms. I mean, that's a substantial difference in, I mean, at this point, it's, it's, this is one of those studies that comes out that you kind of stop and you're just saying, wow, this is actually monumental in when you think about the, the consequences of long COVID. Oh, yeah, you're you're spot on, and at a time when it seems like we need all the IQ points we can as yeah. a collective nation, <laughs> um, it's it's really frightening. Right now, one in fifteen people in England have left the workforce due to long COVID. Mainly, brain fog is is like you say. Um, and I, I believe I brought this up on your show over two years ago that uh, 
the people that did have long COVID, when they do brain scans, even kids after a mild infection, uh, it can show up to 10 years of aging on a person's brain uh, just just by that uh, development of long COVID. And the studies you cite, if you dig a little further and look at it, the longer since the onset of long COVID that you've had, the worse it gets. It's it's a progressive degeneration. It's not just, you know, we're six points lower, we're stuck there, we're going to plateau. No, it, it keeps getting worse and worse. And, and I have some biophysical mechanisms that uh, I, I don't think your listeners want to hear, but uh, <laughs> I've, I've pointed them out several several times in my newsletter, and uh, recent studies have come out and kind of confirmed it because COVID's affecting the mitochondria, the whole energy cycle in your cells and, and creating these things called free radicals that just completely muck up your system. And then you've got brain cells, actually, they fuse and that's basically like a short circuit in your wiring. So this is some really serious stuff that's going on right now. And and once again, we should mention, we, we there's a lot of people that are asymptomatic in regards to COVID. And they, so you may have COVID and you don't even know it. And part of the consequence of this, because we don't test anymore and we don't really care about it, is you could be losing IQ points at a fairly stunningly quick rate just because you just you, you don't even know how many times you've had COVID. Gosh, you're so spot on with that. I mean, whatever happened to the testing we used to do, uh, some hospitals don't even do it now. You come in with they just classify it as uh, illy or a respiratory infection. You know, uh, this is just insanity at a time when we should be collecting the best possible data for not just for this pandemic, but future ones. Uh, the way things are rolling right now, we're going we're gonna to be seeing more of this type of things go on. I was just reading about... Uh, uh, H9N1, the, the avian flu virus, and it's developed a mutation that uh, is conducive to jump into humans. So, uh, yeah. What, what, where uh, is, where like, is this at? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm t- I can't think of the country of origin right off the top of my head oh, right God. now, but uh, it scared the hell out of me. I really did. <laughs> oh, well, it's, you know, I haven't had one of these terrifying visits with you in a while, Doctor Joe. It's actually really it's, it's kind of comforting to, to basically get this, get this terrifying stuff again. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. I got to take a break here. We'll come on back. We'll get the latest on COVID and the models that you're seeing there. And of course, we'll go through our advice and I'll give you some chance to talk about the NBA because I know you love the NBA. Doctor Joe Eastman is kind enough to join us here on a Thursday on your leap day nine five two nine four six six two zero five. It's the Matt McNeil Show. It is the Matt McNeil Show on WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk and AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Dr. Joe Eastman, our COVID modeling expert, is kind enough to join us, who has just given us the delightful news that now there's a version of avian flu that could possibly jump to humans. Dear Lord, Doctor Joe, I, but you and I, you and I talked about this with COVID. That it the the real the thing we had to become aware of is this was actually kind of inevitable. The the fact that we were going to start seeing more of these diseases make the jump from animals to humans, and frankly, it's like dropping a kid off 
in a daycare. They don't have, you know, you're the parent, you pick up your kid, all of a sudden you're getting exposed to a lot of things you've not been exposed to. And you get, I mean, I can just say this as a a parent that went through it, you get sicker than a dog because you just start getting every illness. Not only do you have that, but I saw the, the study, they're concerned about chronic wasting disease, the disease that's in deer right now. And that possibly jumping to humans. Yeah, yeah, I, we we got a whole buffet out there just waiting for us, you know. And uh, it, with with uh, COVID, you know, the thing is, we we just kept keep letting it run amok and uh, evolve and go through all these mutations. That um, you know, it, when we're talking about the brain fog, if you go back, you remember Delta virus that was in, yeah you know, at July of, of twenty uh, twenty one. Um, you notice that that one that one really had an impact on the brain fog. Well, what is the uh, current one circulating? JN one. That's a that's an offspring of Delta, basically. So <laughs> we we're not even seeing what this is going to do now. The the new JN one series. Uh, what that's going to do to our long COVID and and uh, our brains moving forward. We we just hit the tip tip of the iceberg with this last surge. So. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, I'm not real optimistic about our, our short-term future in terms of that. So I, well, I, and, I, you know, well, I was, I was just going to, I was going to ask where, with, with all of where we're at right now, where is COVID? I mean, you would, you would mentioned before that COVID has kind of got an asymptomatic rate of about 50% still means a lot of people are getting sick. How many people nationwide are dying in any given day with COVID right now? Yeah, yeah, that's um, somewhere between two and three hundred right now. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, we're going to see, you know, some. We saw a little peak up, uptick in deaths from the recent one, but the long term, you know, if you're looking at long term and and the, the consequences of what this thing's doing, there are, are different organs in our body. Uh, the, the excess deaths will continue to mount and increase in, in their uh, percentage. So it's, it's uh, people just got to go and get their darn vaccine. And then if they do test positive, make sure you can get some packs within you because recent studies just show your chances of uh, not going to the hospital are so much better and uh, your long-term outcomes are, are greatly reduced if you have a combination of those two. So People need to keep doing that. But as far as nationwide right now, we're down to a mirror. Yeah, I say mirror. Uh, about 400,000 uh, new cases a day that are occurring. So uh, it's it's going to continue to ramp down. I'm, I'm just putting together my new forecast, so I'm glad you asked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to continue to ramp down towards the end of May. And then, then I'm seeing some of the uh, newer variants start to pick up and take over as as the, uh, the natural immunity wanes, and of course our vaccine uptake is just horrible, and uh, so expect a, another surge coming in uh, June and July. Not a big one, but more of a slow, sloping hill uh, kind of increase over the two months after that, June and July. Do so, you, uh, will yeah. will there be another vaccine? Do you think that's going to be coming on here, here fairly soon that they're going to advise people to get? Yeah, it's um, well. The, yesterday, the uh, the uh, I sat in on a meeting all day at the uh, uh, 
what's it called, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. And their only recommendation on the vaccine was 65 and older can get a, another booster after four months from their previous shot. Well, wait a second. What about the rest of the people there? You know, it's, it's been proven that uh, you're going to reduce your chances of bad outcomes if you're kept up to date on your booster. So I, I sat there in this meeting and it was like a old guard of doctors sitting on this panel and they're, they're, they're just like, Sticking to their old beliefs, and, and it was really frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. And there was one doctor that was very contentious with the rest of them, but that was it. Uh, these people are on this panel, and they've been there for too long, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, um, well, I, I do. I just we we have to make sure we get out there and just say, you know, be careful if you're in large groups. Masking still is still the best option, and making sure you're getting up to date on your vaccines, and not only that, but your flu shot if you haven't gotten that. Getting these is 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 a good idea. Oh gosh, yes, yes, and Ed, you know, I just wish people. And we made a breakthrough on HICPAC. Remember, I've told you about that before. Now we got people going on to the actual committee that are going to give the rec- recommendations. You're going to see N95s on all hospital staff and visitors. I would say before the end of this year, and thank God because we spent two, three decades with these baggy blues, we call them the surgical masks that basically you might as well have a piece of toilet paper wrapped around your head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to happen. And, and I'm really encouraged by that. And that's going to help because a lot of infections, not just COVID, come from a hospital. So yeah, you can reduce that. Good. I was on the airplanes, man. I was talking about being on an airplane, and you know we are the only people wearing masks. And you're like, okay, it's it's if, unless we start taking this seriously again, it's going to just it's going to hang around for a long time until a variant comes through that starts really doing damage. And I, and I, that's what scares me most of all, uh, okay. Doctor Doctor Joe. You are a fan of the NBA. I know you like your Timberwolves, but man, they kind of suck in the third and fourth quarter. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's like, we're not going to play defense anymore. It, it got us to this point. We can coast now, you know. Uh, it's like, oh, come on. But, you know, all teams go through these slumps. Oh, God, they're so it's, young. I, 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 I know. There's there's a lot of Bulls fans out there. But you know what? I, I see a lot of good parts on that team. You know, Kobe White with that, that large hairdo of his. I just love watching the guy. But... Uh, Andre Drummond and DeRozan. What a beast that guy can be. Uh, Dr. Joe, we'll have to end it there, man. You've just made a lot of fans in Chicago. Thank you very much, Dr. Joe. Chicago, talk to you tomorrow. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Hour 2 up next.